1: so this is one of these issues where I'd actually really be interested to hear your thoughts as a socialist I believe learning like everything else is a a collective experience I suppose and I tried to apply that principle to these videos I've learned a lot from people's feedback people's comments now what I'm going to talk about is this Diane Abbott the Labour MP for Hackney North and Stoke Newington I say Labour MP because even though she's had the whip suspended in the House of Commons by the party, she remains a member of the Labour Party. Now, she tweeted about 41 migrants who drowned off the coast of Italy with these migrants have indeed effed off to the bottom of the sea. Now, what she was doing is responding to comments by the Conservative vice chair, Lee Anderson, in which he said that migrants should eff off back to France. Now, before I share my own thoughts, let's have this clip from The Jeremy Vine Show discussing it to kind of set the scene a bit more. And then Diane
0: Abbott obviously is lampooning what he said but she's deleted her tweet and rightly so.
1: Well, no, I don't think it's rightly or wrongly. I was astonished that how the right right in this country got apoplectic over Diane Abbott's tweet, right? How dare she? How dare she? Didn't get at all apoplectic uh, over Lee Anderson's tweet and never talked about freedom of expression, so he's free to express.
0: I think he said it. I think Lee Anderson said it in an interview. So what? Well, I'm just saying, so it wasn't a tweet. So Lee Anderson says they should F off back to France. She says they've f off to the
1: bottom so of the sea. Do we have freedom of expression well, do you think she should? Now, there was outrage from Conservatives over her comments, including one who told The Express that Keir Starmer should sling this clown out of the Labour Party for good. Now, firstly, I just want to say this. I think this is really important, because Diane was the first black woman elected to the House of Commons. To end up there as a black woman was to defy the odds. And these are odds that many Conservative MPs will not understand, particularly in the 1980s. Now, to call her a clown, given in the 2017 election, for example, she received more abuse than all other female politicians put together, is, in my view, pretty nauseating, to be honest with you. I think some basic respect should be given to someone who achieved what she did. Now, you don't have to use Diane's words, and I certainly wouldn't myself, to at least understand what she was saying. What she was saying is that Lee Anderson's language was an example of how migrants and refugees are demonised and their humanity taken away, treated with contempt, and one of the fatal consequences of that demonisation and dehumanisation was the horror that happened off the coast of Italy. Now, it's obvious that's what she be saying. There isn't any other, or any other interpretation, valid interpretation, that you can possibly come up with. Now, as well as some Conservatives, I should note some Liberals joined in the denunciation, equating what she tweeted to what Lee Anderson himself uh, said. Now, this underlines what I often say about a certain type of Liberal which is that they're more interested in tone than content. The objection to Anderson is that he was using the sort of rhetoric you'd expect from the far right against migrants and refugees, as in talking to them as though they were scum. Because when you tell someone to F off to anywhere, then obviously you are treating them as beneath contempt. And in this case, what we're talking about is people who have won unifying traits, which is that they are pretty desperate, marginalised people. Now, whatever you think of Diane's tweet, she was trying to parody that dehumanisation and argue that this is where it leads. Again, you don't have to like the phrasing, but at least I think it's important to engage with and understand what she was trying to say. Now, I think it's more striking that there's more outrage over Diane's tweet than there is over the mass deaths. Of refugees and migrants and I think that itself is illustrative of the dehumanisation which I'm referring to. That you get more scandal and uproar about a tweet which is trying, however clumsily or whatever you want to describe it as, to denounce the dehumanisation that leads to these mass deaths. There's more outrage over that than there is over the actual mass deaths of fellow human beings, which I'll keep talking about. Because what I want to do is use this who are to raise what should be the central issue and to talk about the reasons for these mass deaths, by the way, about what are fellow human beings, people like us, people with hopes and dreams and fears and insecurities, who are loved and who love, who are different from you and me in one crucial respect, that in the lottery of birth, they were placed in countries defined by poverty and or violence, persecution and war. The fact that there are those of us who live in Britain in 2023 in a country which isn't at war, which isn't defined by the acute levels of poverty which exists in much of the rest of the world, partly because Britain colonised so much of the world and stole so many of the resources of these foreign lands we didn't do anything to achieve that we were just randomly born here and now a lot of people are like well we were born here we're not going to let anybody else come in now it's estimated with these 20 uh, with in terms of the deaths we're talking about uh, by people who fled often horrors that most of us will never be able to imagine it's estimated that twenty five thousand of our fellow human beings have drowned in the mediterranean whilst trying to arrive in Europe since 2014. And be honest, who watching or listening to this knows a single one of their names. What we're talking about here is the equivalent of over eight 9/11s. And then there's the 200 or so who specifically died crossing the channel. Now, what I'm gonna say here involves a very specific critique of the European Union as member states, which is not heard enough. And the reason it's not heard enough is it is lost in the cracks of the culture war over Brexit, because leavers have no or Brexiteers have no interest in raising this because one of their central arguments against the EU was against about immigration, so they don't want to talk about how the EU clamps down on immigration in often brutal ways. And for Remainers, many of them ended up in a position of simply saying anything that comes from the EU is good and being defensive. But what the EU is responsible for here, as a speaker, someone who voted for Remain and would still have voted for Remain, um. What the EU is complicit in is mass death. Now, uh, what we're talking I mean, partly we could talk about the illegal operations to push back tens of thousands of asylum seekers during the pandemic, which were linked to deaths of more than 2,000 people. But if we're talking about drownings, it's the lack of search and rescue operations which are leading to the deaths of many thousands of people. Back in 2013, Um, After more than 300 people drowned in Italy, the country launched the patrol operation Mare Nostrum, which was credited with saving 130,000 lives in a single year. They stopped that at the end of 2014 because its budget of $12 million, not much in the scheme of things, was seen as too expensive. What price human life? Well, it turns out we now know. And the EU refused to step in and replace this because they felt search and rescue would attract more refugees. They launched a new operation instead with way less money and only patrolling the EU's exact borders rather than, for example, towards Libya's coast where so many have drowned. There's also allegations that the EU's border agency has been involved in pushbacks of asylum seekers. Dangerous, obviously, in the sea. They've also criminalised civilian operations trying to rescue refugees and migrants, which are obviously trying to fill the vacuum left by the European Union. Now, the EU like Britain, have shut down so many safe and legal routes that unless you've got loads of money, it's so hard to get here. Then there's the whole war in Libya, not even mentioned that, which everyone forgets. One of our many catastrophic foreign interventions, which completely destabilised the country and turned it into a safe haven for those who are trafficking gangs who ended up thriving in the country. Now, we could go on. We could go on. These mass deaths are happening because of this dehumanisation. And the behaviour of the European Union, because obviously, if it was white Europeans drowning in the sea, then obviously, they throw everything at search and rescue operations. But these people have been dehumanised. They're no longer seen as having lives as equal to you or to me. And they're allowed to drown, as they do, namelessly, anonymously. Their, their, their lives, completely vanished, disappeared off the face of the earth forgotten. That is the real scandal. That's what should upset you. That's what should distress you. That's what should anger you. And that's what should make you think, I need to do something about it. But instead, we get angry about Diane Abbott's tweets. Well, I think that just sums up the state of the priorities of politics in this country. Anyway, I'd love to hear what you think. That's how I start the video. That's how I'll end it. Please like and subscribe. Do support us on patreon.com forward slash 84 if you want to keep this channel, podcast, etc. on the road. Um, listen to us also on the podcast, and I will speak to you soon.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.